Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back in Better Than Ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance on a remarkable Friday here in which we have miraculous news. We have monstrous decisions. We have my horrific faux pas. We have all that and more on a football Friday. Hashtag crew is here. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right. There's only one place to start. And that one place to start is with an an unforgettable day in the National Football League. We're running on parallel tracks. We have two stories that obviously are interconnected, but don't actually have anything to do with each other. The National Football League making a decision about canceling Monday night's game between the Bills and the Bengals, last Monday's game, for all of the reasons that you are obviously well aware of now. And all the ramifications of that, which I'm going to get into with Dan Graziano right now, while at the same time we received what I think can really genuinely be described as miraculous news. And there are reports coming um, from the Cincinnati Hospital today that we have not yet confirmed, um, but I, I have a good feeling that I'm going to be passing along even more good news to you about the condition of DeMar Hamlin, which, of course, is overwhelmingly the most important piece of this story. So we are monitoring that closely and remembering that that's obviously the most important thing that is going on here in all of this. In the meantime, Graziano back with me here. So the immediate primary ramification of the cancellation of the game between Cincinnati and Buffalo, Danny, is that the battle for the one seed in the AFC, which is so disproportionately important in in modern football with the new playoff format, that that was greatly impacted. So for those who've not yet heard, take us through the, this decision and the proposal the NFL is putting forth to be voted on today as far as how it could impact the AFC championship game. The proposal is, Greeny, if the AFC championship game is between two teams that played a different number of games and are within a half game of each other. So, for example, the Chiefs finish 14-3 and and the Bills finish 13-3, and right? And they meet in the AFC championship game. Well, the Bills didn't have a chance to get to 14-3 and because their game didn't get played. If they had, they would have the number one seed because they beat the Chiefs. So in order to account for that, if the Bills and Chiefs met in the AFC Championship game under that scenario, the game would be played at a neutral site. Same thing if the Bengals had played the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game and were only a half game behind them in the standings because the Bengals beat the Chiefs and then the tiebreaker didn't get a chance to apply because the Bengals played one less game. So really it only gets triggered if the Bills and the Chiefs both do the same thing this weekend, either win or lose. If the Bills and Chiefs do different things this weekend, then none of this applies. There's no neutral site AFC championship game possible. And then the other thing is this, uh, the AFC North, right? Because the game didn't get played, the Bengals are guaranteed to finish with a better record than the Ravens, and they are, as a result, AFC North champions. But if the Ravens beat them on Sunday, they'll only be a half game back, and they'll have beaten the Bengals twice. So the league says, well, that's not exactly fair because, you know, they'll have played one more game. So what will happen in that case is if that happens, if the, if the Ravens win Sunday and then those two teams meet again in the wild card round the next week, the league would have a coin flip to determine which of those teams gets to be the home team for that game. So those are the two big headlines that come all uh, out of all of this. I want to make it clear because this was not immediately clear to me when this all got announced yesterday. 
that one part of this is a decision. The NFL has decided to cancel the game between the Bills and the Bengals. That's not being changed no matter what. The rest of what Dan just described is a proposal. So where does it go? Again, I'm going to ask you all these questions the way we were doing this morning, as though people don't know anything. Where does that proposal go from here, and how will the determination be made? The proposal was approved last night by the competition committee and referred to the full membership for a vote. So at noon today on a Zoom call, all 32, uh, noon Eastern on a Zoom call, all 32 team owners will vote. And if 24 of them approve the proposal, then it will be adopted, uh, which means in these, these scenarios that we outlined, that would trigger the potential for an AFC championship game at a neutral site or a coin flip to determine the site of a Bengals-Ravens uh, wildcard round game. If, if they don't get 24 votes to approve it, then it doesn't pass, and they'll either default to what it always would have been, which is, you know, hey, tough luck. Better record means better record. doesn't matter if you play a different number of games. Or it's conceivable that someone could propose something else, uh, and they could vote on that. But we're running short on time here. There are two games tomorrow. And they made it clear they want whatever it is they wind up doing, whatever the format of this is going to be, they want that in stone before the games this weekend are played so that everyone knows exactly what they're playing for this weekend. Yes, Dan? Right. The Chiefs are playing tomorrow afternoon, and they're involved in all of this. Right. So obviously they don't want to wait until the outcome of that game to determine what they're going to do. So that's why they announced it last night, and they're voting on it today. So we'll see where that winds up. So Graziano's with us here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. So, Dan, you have been covering this and, and your work on this has been outstanding Thank all you. week long. And you've talked to, you've been on every conference call and you've talked to so many people. Generally speaking, I'm asking you a general question now. How much appetite have you heard from people around the league, people who may not be directly uh, impacted by this, uh, for a change of this magnitude at this time, understanding that these are unprecedented circumstances, so we get that. But at the same time, we're talking about on the Friday before the regular season ends, (laughs) changing the playoff format. That's not something that I can easily see a lot of people being uncomfortable with that. Generally speaking, what have you been hearing from the people you're talking to? Well, a lot of questions. I mean, look, this this all came down like a little over 12 hours ago. So, like, you know, I I spent some of those hours sleeping, uh, and I'm sure a lot of other people did as well around the league. So it hasn't been a whole lot of time for people to digest it. But, you know, it's like anything else, Greeny, it's it's a compromise, right? Like, I think the best compromises are the ones that tick everyone off a little bit. So, like, there's, there's, like, Bengals fans are annoyed about the possibility of having to play a road game in a wild card round against the team that they finished ahead of, right? And and Chiefs fans are annoyed about the possibility of having to play a neutral site championship game against the team they finished ahead of. And Bills fans are, you know, so so it's like, and then you know, you talk to people around the league, like executives, and like, like it's, for instance, in our reporting in our news story this morning, I think this came from Seth Wickersham. Um, the Bengals voted against. Katie Blackburn of the Bengals is on the competition committee and voted against the proposals last night and is trying to convince other people to do the same because she feels like changing rules on the fly is, is sets a bad precedent. Mm-hmm. And also, obviously, this affects the Bengals in a negative way, and, and that could be part of it as well. But, um, you know, th- there, there are people that are uncomfortable with it, and I think that is inevitable in a situation like this. I don't think there was going to be a solution. Even if the league did nothing at all, people would have been uncomfortable with it because you have a situation where teams have played different number of games, and, and we haven't seen that before. So I think we have to get to the point where we've made our peace with the discomfort and then move ahead to the point of a solution 
that we acknowledge is going to bring about some discomfort. Greeny and Dan Graziano. Yeah, I think what I saw connected to the Bengals piece of this was she was basically making the point. Don't ask me leading up to the last weekend of the season to vote on a change that is going to adversely impact my team. Like that's Mm -hmm. it's an unfair thing to ask. I understand why someone might say that's an unfair thing to ask me to do. And that's I mean, look, so. The, so all thirty-two owners will vote, and they need a twenty-four, three-quarters majority. So twenty-four of the thirty-two of them have to agree. So if nine of them feel the way she does, then it won't pass. And that's I don't know. I mean, pretty democratic, right? And then one of two things will happen, as you pointed out on Get Up today. Either they will just revert to what it otherwise would have been, which is winning percentage. So two teams will have played fewer games, and that's it. Kansas City mm-hmm. will be the one seed if they win tomorrow, and, 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 and all the rest of those ramifications. Or in theory, Dan, you were saying someone else could suggest something else, and they could vote sure. on that. It, it, that. That would all have to happen very quickly, but it's not inconceivable that that could happen here. Anytime you get 32 NFL owners on a Zoom call, literally anything can happen, right? <laughs> it's their league. So they can change the rules however they want as long as three-quarters of them agree. So, yeah, a couple, a couple specific things I think that people that would be of interest to people. If Buffalo wins and Kansas City loses this week, Buffalo's the one seed and gets the bye, and there's no neutral site anything. If Buffalo loses and Cincinnati wins this week, Cincinnati would be the two seed and Buffalo the three, which means if they were to meet in the divisional round, that game would be in Cincinnati. So you're talking about two weeks from now, Buffalo having to go back to Cincinnati where they just were on Monday night when all this happened and play a playoff game. Those are incredibly important notes in all of this. The other thing that I saw in the league's release is that one of the reasons, I'm not sure if this is exactly the right way to say it or that this is the way they phrased it, but one of the reasons they were willing to cancel the game, not make it up, is that it doesn't impact who actually gets into the playoffs. So any harm, if you will, that is being done to any team in this is exclusively impacting their seating or their home field. But it does not mean, well, this team is excluded from the playoffs and this team gets in otherwise, because even though there is still a battle for the last playoff spot in the AFC, it's unaffected by this game, right, Dan? So that, that was one of the reasons they were good with can- just canceling the game. Right. And in fact, it's not affecting anyone's seating, just home field. So, like, for example, if the Bengals are the three seed and the Ravens are the six and the Ravens have beaten the Bengals this week, then that game, they'll flip a coin to decide where that game is played, Bengals-Ravens, but whoever wins it will still be whatever seed they were going forward. So, if they, if they play this out, Ravens beat the Bengals this week, they are the, and, and the Chargers win. The, the Ravens are the six seed, the Bengals are the three, they play in the first round, flip a coin, Baltimore wins, that game's in Baltimore. Baltimore wins it. They do not advance as the three seed. Right. They advance as the six, which means they'd be on the road for their next game in any, any game against anyone other than the seven seed going forward. So th- this is where the NFL landed yesterday. I'm about to share outstanding news. Dan, you will probably be hearing this for the first time as well. This was just tweeted from the Buffalo Bills. I, I sort of hinted that I thought we were going to get good news here early in the show, and we have. I'm going to read you the tweet directly. Per the physicians at UCMC, which is the hospital in Cincinnati, DeMar's breathing tube was removed overnight. He continues to progress remarkably in his recovery. His neurologic function remains intact, and he has been able to talk to his family and care team. That's the entirety of the tweet. Thus, it is everything that I know at this moment. Um, I have a feeling there will be some more that will follow quite quickly in the wake of that. But I cannot imagine better news than that, that here we are on Friday, no. and and Damar Hamlin has had the breathing tube 
removed, which means exactly, I assume, what everyone thinks it means, which means he can now breathe on his own, which was at no point, was most certainly not a certainty when all this began. Absolutely. And the biggest concern, of course, that I heard, Dan, and I know you've talked to a million doctors this week, so have I, the biggest concern once he got through the initial hurdle of not dying from the trauma was his neurological function. And if what they're suggesting is that his neurologic function remains intact, then, Dan, we really may have the miracle that it feels like the entire country has been praying for all week. Yeah, absolutely. Greeny, the breathing tube being removed was not a certainty as of yesterday afternoon. Those right. doctors gave a news conference and they said this is the progress they need to see. They want to get to the point where they can take him off the ventilator and he can breathe on his own. So if that's what's occurred this morning, then, then that's massive yeah. uh, and gives us all the reason we need to hope for the best possible outcome, which is that this young man ultimately is fine. And, and so, again, I, I don't know. Look, it's a tragic set of circumstances that will never change. But I don't know that we could have received better news than we have to this point, considering the circumstances. Dan, I know you're uh, packing up and heading off to Green Bay for the game on Sunday night. So we'll see you Thanks. next week. Thank you for the outstanding work all week long. You know, it's my pleasure. Thanks, Green. Oh, yeah, he's really good. And Dan, Dan is really good. And in this stuff, he's been, you know, particularly good. And so there you have it. So, so that's the latest update on Damar Hamlin. That's about as good as you could possibly ask for. That's the decisions that the, those are the decisions the league made yesterday and the proposal. We will react to those coming up in a moment. And as always, your chance will come to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. We're just getting started. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com slash greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Progressive Insurance. More good news continuing to come in. I'll share it in 30 seconds after this word from ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring for your company, this is a busy time of year. Obviously, new year means new goals and finding the right people to accomplish them. Thankfully, there's ZipRecruiter, which uses powerful matching technology to find the right candidates for your job. Let ZipRecruiter help you find the best people for all your roles. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. <coughs> Excuse me. With the assembled members of the hashtag crew uh, now assembled around me, hashtag Hembo is here, hashtag Bubba is in the producer's chair, hashtag Cam, the newest member of the hashtag crew, is with us live here as well. I have two pieces of information. One of them I shared right before our break. I'll read it again. The tweet from the Buffalo Bills Twitter, per the physicians at the hospital in Cincinnati, DeMar's breathing tube was removed overnight. He continues to progress remarkably in his recovery his neurologic function remains intact, and he has been able to talk to his family and care team. So that was tweeted just a few moments ago. That's outstanding news. And then I got this note from Diana Rossini, who has been covering the bills for us. Uh, and she sent this about 10 minutes ago. Uh, she sent that DeMar Hamlin's breathing tube has been taken out. Those close to him share that he's been FaceTiming and talking with his teammates. An incredible moment less than five days after he collapsed. So, <clears throat> you know, um, this is as good as you could possibly hope for. You know, you you can't go back and wish that the things that happened never happened. It, we could sit here and say, boy, I wish that he had never gone through this in the first place. That's not on the list of realistic options. So considering the list of realistic options, where we were when we woke up Tuesday morning, where more importantly, where DeMar Hamlin was and where his family was, I can't imagine this having progressed better as the week has gone on than it has. So a, a quick thought, if I could, here from each of the members of the crew. Uh, you know, Hembo, as you have sort of watched this thing progress before we dive into the rescheduling and everything else, uh, just what thoughts are going through your head as this thing happens? Well, I think I, like most people probably within the sound of my voice, grew up idolizing athletes, right? For me, it was Cal Ripken Jr., it was Chase Utley. But, like, the first responders on the field on Monday night are actual heroes, actual heroes, and like I said earlier in the week, the hope is that we'll be able to look back on what was an awful situation and applaud those that literally saved a man's life. That's a remarkable thing for the world to see on a Monday night football game. For us to be here just a few days later, those human beings are actual heroes. And I'm hoping that the NFL world and the Buffalo Bills uh, celebrate them roundly this weekend as they deserve to be. Yeah, one of them is named Denny Kellington. And he is the assistant athletic trainer for the Buffalo Bills. And he was the person who arrived at DeMar Hamlin most quickly. One of the things that has been repeatedly pointed out was how incredibly fast the medical team got to him. 
And, and I, I have to believe, I'm not a doctor, so I'm, I'm probably getting a little bit ahead of my skis here, but I have to believe that practically every second in moments like that make a difference. And so they got to him so quickly, and this young man, Denny Kellington, who again is the assistant athletic trainer, is the one who is um, being credited with having actually performed CPR. And we sometimes say so-and-so saved someone's life. We use that expression sometimes almost, we, we sometimes use it almost cavalierly, like when we don't mean it literally. The doctor said it yesterday. They saved his life. Tamar Hamlin, had this not been done, would most likely no longer be with us today. And instead, from everything that we're hearing, um, he has a, it sounds like he has a really good chance to recover, if not totally, then at least mostly from this. And, and, and that, the credit goes to a lot of people, including the National Football League itself and the Players Association, for having all of these processes in place, for being ready for a situation like this. You have to be. And then for everyone who was directly involved, in particular this young man, Danny Kellington, for having the presence and the calm under pressure and everything else that is required with what, what has to have felt like the entire world watching <coughs> to have done your job, to have done what you've been trained to do, what you know how to do. And in, thank God, in this case, he knew how to do it. And so there you have it. There is a movement. I'm sure many people have seen it. I've been getting a ton of these tweets because of the platform that I have from a lot of Bills fans who are asking that on Sunday, rather than introducing the offense or the defense, that they introduce the medical staff, that they introduce the medical team. Um, I think that would be an outstanding idea. I have absolutely zero doubt that however they choose to do it, they're going to honor um, Denny Kellington and the entire medical and training team on Sunday on some in some way or other, and I have no doubt that it will be appropriate and well handled. So if that's what they choose to do, great. If they choose to do it a different way, also fine. So anyway, that that's the most important story. And, and all week as we sit here, as I've told you, I will focus on that first. If there's any news about Tamar Hamlin, you will hear it here and the news to this point, again, seems to be as uplifting and as positive as you could possibly ask. In the meantime, <coughs> we told you that the NFL has made some important decisions um, regarding the cancellation of that game. And you just heard Dan Graziano running. Oh, I just see this here. You want me to do? I'll quickly do a little breaking news. This is it is important because, A, I'm a fan of the Jets. But B, it's also more important because the game itself has significance for the final playoff spot in the AFC. Uh, The Jets have announced they're going to start Joe Flacco in their regular season finale against the Dolphins. Mike White is experiencing discomfort. Um, It's not Hard to understand why that would be. He was almost broken in half in a game a month ago. So uh, they just announced this was Bubba. Where this the the Jets just announced this? I assume, or where did I see this? Where where am I getting this from? Bubs, Uh, Samini posted it. Samini posted it. Yeah, straight from Samini. Yeah, Yeah, Flacco was going to start. So I don't know. I think that's awful, but I mean, it just is what it is. (laughs) The game is meaningful. Pardon me. Here's where the game is meaningful. The game is meaningful not to New England. New England is the team that controls its own destiny in the AFC. For anyone who, because this has been such an unusual week, has not followed the way this works out. There are there are these playoff scenarios, these scenarios for the seventh and final playoff spot in the AFC. New England plays Buffalo. If New England wins that game, the Patriots are in. That's it. If they lose that game... Then the Dolphins are next up. So if the Dolphins beat Joe Flacco and the Jets Sunday in a game that's being played in South Florida, then they would next get in. 
if the Dolphins lose and the Patriots lose, then it's Pittsburgh that controls its own destiny. The Steelers can win their way in this weekend. So that's what's at stake. So this game with Flacco starting is meaningful. I will make mention of this, though. Just two days ago when I checked this line, the Jets were a one-point favorite on the road in Miami. The Dolphins are now a three-point favorite. So some combination of the quarterback stuff happening with, I guess, either or both teams has shifted this line four points in favor of the Miami Dolphins. Whatever it's worth. Right. So... The season will end for the Jets as it began with Joe Flacco as their starting quarterback. (laughs) It sure feels different now um, than it did then. It's been a very long year for them. And look, I I believe they will try to win the game. Like They haven't scored a touchdown in three weeks, so I'm not sure why we should think this will get worse. I don't know how much worse things could be than they've been the last few weeks for the team. So... It is what it is. Flacco starting this weekend in a game that has meaning to a lot of people, not to his own team. Uh, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today. Find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Let me bring in Bubba here and Cam and the crew. What do you think of the NFL's proposal yesterday that Dan Graziano broke down all the details of that will go, if approved, will... Um, you know, significantly impact the structure of the AFC playoff picture and could result in, among other things, a neutral site game in the AFC championship game. Bubs, what do you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, when I was watching this this uh, this new show, Get Up, that I'm kind of watching for the first time now, uh-huh. this, this new lineup, I, I, I think what Ninkovich said kind of struck me the most. Like, there, It's unprecedented times right now, and we're just talking about games right now. So I don't think any team really can be upset with what's happening. Um, it's... I think nothing nothing is really unfair. I think that all makes sense. They're they're doing what's best and what makes the most sense. And I think it all, all of it I think makes sense to me. And I don't think any team is really going to be like, "Oh, this is so unfair. I can't believe you're doing this." I think everyone completely understands why they're doing it. A person's life, you know, almost lost their life and, you know, is recovering right now and they got to make the best out of it. And they're doing the best they can. And I think in the end, this is just a game and they're they're going to make the best of it. And I think Ninkovich made a great point and you know, at, at the time of the schedule when they're talking, you know, it's so late in the year. I think, I think this it makes sense what they did. Cam, you good with it? I am good with it. Uh, my my first hope against hope is that you know the Bills have this great run and they go. You know, I was always kind of hoping the will for the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year anyway. Part of me kind of thinks it would be slightly amusing if it was like Jaguars Chargers in the AFC Championship and none of this schedule stuff mattered anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. And, and Hembo, what do you think of it? I'm, I think everyone's doing the right thing here. This has not been passed yet, and I think there's a there's a non-zero chance that it's not passed. I mean, if if nine NFL owners decide that they don't want this for a variety of reasons, this will all be for naught. But I think the league presenting an alternative is a good thing. I think it's perfectly fair if you vote against it. But most importantly, I think it's awesome that we can have an extremely trivial football conversation. Because if DeMar Hamlin had not improved to such a large degree this week, I'd feel really weird passionately arguing one way or another about something that actually doesn't matter at all. Right. So the specter of his improvement, I think, really informs the fact that we can have some fun now and talk about football. Well, that's for sure true. I, mean, I wrote it in a book 15 years ago that the best thing about sports is that there's nothing in the world better than to invest absolutely everything you have into something that means absolutely nothing. That, that's the best thing in life. It's the reason that we love this stuff. 
because the consequences are genuinely zero, and yet it means everything in the world to us. And that's a, I think it's a healthy thing, and, uh, and so that part of it is fine. Here's what I will say. Because it is a proposal and the owners will get a chance to vote on, I think it's great. I want to do something that does not get done much. I want to commend the National Football League, and I want to commend the National Football League Players Association, which are two entities that, generally speaking, never see eye to eye. And I remember having this conversation on this radio show with Demora Smith when they completed and concluded a season during COVID. Remember, uh, the NFL was the first league whose season, con- well, I guess baseball started after the COVID thing started, but they were a disaster. I and mean, baseball couldn't get their act together at all. Um, pro football played a complete, total, full and meaningful regular season in the midst, in the worst of a global pandemic. And... I remember having this conversation with Demora Smith because he, he didn't seem in any state of mind to take a victory lap on that, like to sort of feel self-congratulatory or, 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 or to even bask in the extraordinary nature of their being able to work together. That's just kind of the nature of the way they are. People never want to give the NFLPA credit for anything. They never want to give the NFL credit for anything. <clears throat> I think this whole thing has been handled, considering the circumstances, extraordinarily well. So I want to make it clear that that's how I feel before I say I would vote no on this Hmm. if I were voting. There is a provision in place. They are prepared for everything in the NFL, including the cancellation of a game. Now, it hasn't happened since 19, what did you say, 35? 1935. November 7th. No, excuse me, November 17th, 1935. And, and it was a game between Boston and Philadelphia? The Philadelphia Eagles and what was then known as the Boston Redskins playing a game in Philadelphia. The field conditions uh, dictated that they did not finish or pl- start or finish the game. And those teams finished the season 2-9 and nine and 2-8-1. and one, So it had no effect on the postseason, right. for whatever it's worth. Correct. But the point is, they have a plan in place. that it, There is actually a rule that says... That in the event that there is a game that is canceled, and, and let's be clear, while these were unimaginable and unforeseen circumstances, so would anything be that cancels a football game. I mean, football games don't get, the last time anyone got canceled was 1935, so it would have to be some extraordinary circumstance. To me, I think there's nothing wrong with just saying that there was nothing we could do about it. Making up the game is not an option. That would be way worse. So just leave it as it is. Just to, to the point that Ninko made and others, what's the real harm being done here that a game is being played in a different stadium? And uh, These are trivial matters in the scheme of things. Just leave it as it is rather than trying to change everything on the fly on Friday, January 6th when the playoff games start a week from tomorrow. It feels like a complicated and not necessary thing to do to me. Th- that's what I think. To even try. Well... Is it really that much better? I mean, are, 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 are we that much better off playing that game in a neutral site if it all comes down to this? Not necessarily. just but, leaving as it but is? But just giving the owners the option, I think, is a good thing. And, and like, well, look, let's face it. The, the owners never works. need to be given the option to do anything. They'll do whatever they want under any circumstances. Right. So they presented a plan. Mm-hmm. Here's a way we could do this. Yeah, again, like I say, I commend the heck out of the NFL offices and the NFLPA and everyone. I, 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 look, it is their job to be thinking of alternative scenarios. How can we handle this? How can we make the best of a bad situation? That's their job. They've done their job. They've presented to the owners. The mm-hmm. owners will vote. I think if I were voting, I'd say, you know what, let's just leave it. If it didn't affect you at all, you're voting no. Even yeah, so. I think I would just leave it. Like, like just, 
The game didn't get to be played. It's a shame. If it had ended in a tie, then the, the, the outcome would have been impacted exactly the same way. There's a non-zero chance of that happening. So I, I think that's how I would look at it. I would just, I would just continue with the game being canceled and, and again, bask in the glory of the recovery of yeah. DeMar Hamlin and, and play the football games wherever they wind up being scheduled to play. All right, so uh, that's what we have here. Again, the news is unimaginably good for the most part. Uh, we still have to come today. A plot twist no one saw coming. Candidly, I have no idea what it means, and I need to tell you about my massive vacation faux pas. All that is on the way after this from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by we're back in a moment on espn radio greenie the podcast we're just weeks into this year and the news is already non-stop two overseas wars a presidential election already testing the democratic process a former president in court it can feel impossible to keep up with but we can help I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Delighted that you are here and delighted again that the news that we are able to share today is so good Again, if you're just joining us, the Bills have tweeted that DeMar Hamlin's breathing tube was removed overnight, that he continues to progress, that his neurologic function remains intact, that he's been able to talk to his family and care team. And Diana Rossini has reported that uh, DeMar Hamlin has actually been able to talk and FaceTime with teammates. So uh, considering the circumstances, (coughs) considering where all this began, I can't imagine that we could have gotten to a much better place than we seem to be right now heading into a game of actual football or a weekend of actual football games this weekend. That said, I want to have, it's not going to make me smile. I think it'll make all of you smile, perhaps at my expense. But all week long, I have been trying to get to being able to tell you about something that happened on my vacation because it's something I just want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. So, because of what I do for a living, I have been privileged to meet almost all of the people that I would describe as my heroes. Like if, if you, when you play that game of if you could have a dinner party and invite any three people, who would you invite? I've met basically all of them. I mean, in sports, where does it begin? I mean, everyone from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to Bill Russell to Michael Jordan to obviously, you know, Brady and Marino and... <coughs> Uh, and, and through baseball, and, and it, uh, there's no one in sports that I could meet that would leave me dumbstruck, dumbfounded, speechless. I've met Jerry Seinfeld. I've met Larry David. I've met, I've met some of the, the, the people that I admire the most in any number of fields. 
But Bubba, you know me well, and you and I have a lot of similar tastes. Who was the one person that I had never met that would have been the most meaningful to me? I got to assume it's probably Paul McCartney, right? That's correct. Amongst people who are still alive. Obviously, meeting John Lennon is not on the list of options. Right. So, So, Paul McCartney. So, I have never met him, had never met him, and certainly had assumed I was never going to meet him. We're on vacation last week. <coughs> we have, there's 14 of us in our group, uh, three families. So we have basically an entire area of the pool that, that is sort of our area. That, that's where we sit. And, um, but it's not private. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pool that everyone staying in the resort stays, you know, can be in. But, but we really have a whole section kind of cordoned off just because there are so many of us. So we're all over there. I... I'm going to go walk back to my room to take a pill because I've been sick nonstop and I'm taking prednisone, which, by the way, made me feel awful. But that's neither did not cure my cough. But that's neither here nor there. But that's the reason <laughs> that I'm walking by myself from the pool up this walkway um, that leads to the pool to where the rooms all are. And that's where I'm going to go. As I reach the walkway, someone is walking towards me. He's not alone. He's got about three or four people with him. He's wearing like a hat and glasses, so could be incognito, but not necessarily. And my first thought is, boy, that guy looks a lot like Paul McCartney. And then he walks right by me, and I almost hit the ground. It was Paul freaking McCartney. Wow. And I did the worst thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, God. What I should have done is nothing or literally dropped to my knees and just bowed in his direction and thanked him for everything he's done. Instead, <laughs> I looked over at our section of the pool and yelled to Stace to look over and see what was going on. Thankfully, I didn't yell, hey, Paul McCartney is standing right here, but I may as well have. Oh, no, you did. I did. Come on. I swear. And it created sort of an uncomfortable situation where now everyone at the pool, and I'm talking about, I don't know, I'm very bad at estimating, like 50 people look up and he's kind of got to walk away fast. And the people who he is with are staring at me with exactly the disdain that I deserve. Oh, my God. And I'll tell you, it ruined like two days of my trip. (laughs) And I tried to think, Bubba, and I'm going to tell you the answer. Stay said to me, why is this bothering you so much? I mean, it was a bad, obviously not a great moment, but no harm is really done here. And here's what I've landed on. That in my whole life, it is pretty much a certainty that that will be the only connection I ever make to Paul McCartney, my idol, my hero. Sure. Indirect though it was. And for it to have been... So awful <laughs> is just going to eat at me forever. I mean, you literally like ruined his his day. I mean, <laughs> you, you 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 not necessarily ruined his day, but you you negatively impacted his day. Correct. And he, he had to adjust his plans because of what a, a civilian did. Right. He had to move her and move because of what a, a random person did. That's right. That's right. I ruined a beetle's day. I, I, there was a beetle standing right there. A beetle, and I and I ruined. 
even, I mean, at least, even if hey, only at least a you can moment, say you did that. Like nothing bad happened, right? And it's not like everyone got up and ran over. But but he was he was inconvenienced. By it was you. uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, <laughs> and and it was unnecessary, and it was exclusively my fault. And I'm going to tell you, I haven't fully gotten over it, and I'm not sure I ever will. I haven't gotten over it. I wasn't even there. It was as awful as you think it was. It was worse. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.